Welcome to New Life. We are so glad that you can join us there on YouTube and on Facebook Live. And uh, I got to find out about this Instagram. No, we don't. No, you don't like. Okay, I'm, one of my millennials is going. No, no, no. Either he doesn't want to see us over there, or um, oh, he's going. No. <laughs> okay, I got gotcha. you. Um, you know, you got to listen to your. There's certain people you better listen to. Um, no, stay out of those woods. It's scary. So, um, praise God. But we're happy to be on YouTube and uh, on Facebook Live, and so it's so good. We come to you on Facebook Live five days a week for a coffee break with me, and uh, um, it's kind of nice. We do it mid-morning, and so that is a good time to have a coffee break. Um, if you want to drink tea, that's fine with me, um, but uh, um, it's a good thing to do. Um, together to get into the Word of God. Amen. And so um, those who couldn't be here today that are joining us um, because of, uh, you know, whatever, it's nice to have this for our shut-ins. It's nice to have it for our friends in Canada that stuff is still shut down. And so, um, because they get an opportunity to come to church and hear the Word of God. And so, um, praise the Lord. I'm having Corey check in with our webmaster to see if we can get more um, bandwidth on our, um, our website so that we can bring the whole service to you on our website, but we can still do the preaching and the, on Facebook and uh, YouTube, but the, all of our singing, because um, it is our site. Amen? And nobody will be editing our site, and so, except for us. So this morning, I want to talk to you. We, we sang, um, I'm the, you are the potter, and I'm the clay this morning, and boy, did the Spirit move during that time, and um, precious saints were all over the sanctuary. We're praying after we got done singing that song, and uh, it was a blessing, wasn't it? So this morning, I want to talk about molded by the hand of God molded by the hand of God. Isaiah 64, 8 tells us that we are the work of the Father's hand. Let's see what Isaiah 64, 8 says. But now, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay, and you are potter. And all we are the and all we are the work of your hands. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for this word this morning. Lord, we thank you for the sound of babies this morning. We we praise you for that. But Lord, we um, means our church is alive. And so, Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for this message today that you speak to our hearts. Lord, help us to recognize that you are our potter, that you are molding us into that vessel that can be used by you in this world. Because, Lord, each one of us here and those who are listening there have a purpose that you have called us to do. 
And so, Lord, we thank you that we can let you have your way in our lives. Oh, Lord, just to know that you are molding us makes us feel loved. So I thank you for your anointing this morning because I can't preach without it, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, that you would anoint us to have ears to hear from you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. In this passage that we just read is the great salvation message of Christianity. Only God can change and shape the clay, thereby molding the vessel into the shape and design that is desired, thereby mending the flaws and our weaknesses. What did God do when we got saved? Hmm? He made us into what? A new creation, a new creature, Somebody who we were not. The old man has be passed away. Behold, all things have become what? New. That's a great message. That's why Jesus died for us, so that we don't have to be poor little mud men and women. But we can be somebody strong and wonderful for Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? <coughs> think about it think about it only God knows only God knows what he has designed for you only God knows what he has designed you for Maybe you're miserable because you are not living out what God has meant for you. Come on. Oh, hallelujah. The Holy Spirit just spoke to me for a second there. We can know his plans for our lives if we would pay attention to the Holy Spirit while we pray and read God's Word. But if you're not praying and you're not reading, how can you hear from God? Oh, sure, a friend of you, of yours who's, who's saved, who's close to the Lord, could speak into your life. But you know what? He speaks more to us through His Word and while we pray. We would just pay attention. And all we have to do is yield to the potter's hand. You know what it means to yield? It means slow down a little bit, maybe come to a stop, and then let God have his way. Can you say amen? Come on, don't be... If you're quiet, I'll preach for two hours. If you start saying an amen and responding to the word of God, I'll be over with in 15 minutes. I don't know if that's going to be that way. Usually it never happens that way, does it? But I could preach on into the evening and let's just make sure nobody's sitting in a window then falls out of the church. Actually, I, pre I, I pastored a church in, in Kansas that had an upper room. And you wouldn't want to fallen out of that upper room, I'll tell you what. and Because uh, that was a long distance fall, wasn't it, Andrew? And so, uh, you don't remember. <laughs> That's true, we've been here for so. We've been here forever, so it was kind of like a long time ago. 
but what, 20 years ago? My word, I can't believe it. Let me ask you a question. Does not the potter have power over the clay? Does not the potter have power over the clay? Think about this. We, I don't know, are they still there, the pottery place? Or are they not there? No, they're not there anymore. We had a pottery place in, um, in, in Breckenridge where you could actually go and make pottery. And uh, in fact, I think Lorraine actually went there for a kinship thing. And they made little figures and they put it in the kiln and everything. But they made it, they were the potter. They formed the clay into what they wanted. I think she made a duck or something. I don't remember. And, and, and some kids made a different animal. Some made little pots. In fact, um, Andrew and I were going through, my son Andrew and I were going through a box. I was trying to find some electric tape that I, I lost here at the church. I don't know where I put it. And, and I was going to tape up something. And so we're going through, and all of a sudden a smile came on his face because he comes up with a, pot, a, a, a container that he had made, a little clay pot that he had made. Years ago when he was in, I think, elementary school maybe, or high school. And, and the lid was on it and everything, and he's got a big smile on his face. And, and, and there it was. And, he, and I think he was thinking, I can't believe he saved this. Of course I saved it. My kid made it, and he gave it to me. So why not save it, right? And, and uh, those are those precious little things. Every parent has those... You know, when I was a kid, every parent got ashtrays given to them or candy dishes, you know. And, and now we know better than to be smoking, right? <clears throat> the only fire I want is the fire of the Holy Ghost in me. The only, only, only smoke I want to see is the Shekinah glory of God, amen? But does not the potter... But if you decided that the thing you were making wasn't what you wanted while you were making it, what could you do to the clay? You could take your fist and come down, smash it and start all over, right? By the way, did you know that if you're going to make anything out of clay, you first got to get all the air out of it? You got to get all the air out of it. Otherwise, when it's in the kiln, it will blow up. So you got to work that clay to get all the air out of it, and then, then you can make it whatever you want. But what, let's go over to Romans chapter 9 and verse 20. And we're going to spend most of our time here in Romans 9 about the, the potter being molded by the hand of God because Paul writes about it. He takes this idea out of Isaiah. That's where he's referring to. And he comes here to Romans 9. And we come to Romans 9 and we see what Paul says. But indeed, O oh man, O oh woman, who are you to... He said, old man, old woman, not old man, old woman. Now, make sure you notice that. I know we got called old here, except for Hal. <laughs> you are, who are you to reply against God? Will the thing formed say to him who formed it, Why have you made me like this? Or what's happening today. God, this is our opinion. This is how you should think now instead of you telling us how we should think. <clears throat> That's kind of what Paul's saying here. Who are we? We're the created beings. We were made in God's image, not the other way around. 
God's thinking on something is more important than our thinking on something. We should, we should be wanting to please him instead of making wanting him to please us. <coughs> because if we would please him, oh man, he would please us. He would pour out such a blessing we couldn't contain it. <clears throat> there are many, there are many today who want to find fault with God or even deny his existence today. I came across a quote from Bill Nye. I'm not even going to bother giving it to you. But he can't wait, the full quote. He cannot wait for a day when people don't read the Bible anymore and they don't even regard it. I don't think Bill Nye is a very good science guy. Because to deny God is to deny the very foundation of science. Did you know that it was used to be taught that theology was the father of all science? Why? Because science came out of the, the ideas, how did God do it? How, why does he make the grass green and the sky blue? How did he put people together? How did he cause life to come into being? And these questions came to people, and people tried to discover how, did, how God is so uh, big and interesting. How did he do these things? I want to know. It wasn't just what's in the Word of God, but I want to know how God did it. And so it became theology spurred people on to think and to imagine and contemplate and figure out how these things became. Did you know they say if Christianity never came to the West and into the world, we'd still probably be still riding horses? Because no other religion encourages people to ask the question why. We're supposed to accept it, and if we don't do it, we're just going to die. Come on. People so many times want to blame God for their predicaments. Why, God? Why? And in grief, it's understandable. But for the Christian, we have hope. Because while we are grieving, we know there's a heaven waiting for us and a reunion coming. That's going to be so wonderful. But God created us special. He created us different from all the animals. Everything in creation God spoke into being. With humans, though, he stooped down and formed man with his own hands and breathed life into him. Genesis 2.7. It's right there on the screen for you. Genesis 2.7 says, And the Lord formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being. Everything else God said, let there be birds. And there was birds. 
Let there be fish, and there be fish. Oh, let's, let's really mess with people. I'm going to throw some mammals into the ocean. So whales and porpoises and dolphins, right? Let there be beasts in the fields. And there are cows and the lions and the tigers and bears. Oh, my. Then he says, I'm really going to mess with them. I'm going to make the platypus. Is it a bird? Is it a mammal? What is it? It lays eggs, but it gives milk. It's furry. It's got a beaver tail. It's got a duck's bill. What in the world is this thing? But when you look at it, you have to classify it as a mammal. Come on. God just has fun. If you don't think God doesn't have a sense of humor, look at the camel. Or in Hal's case, let's you and I look in the mirror. <laughs> Oh man, Hal and I are going to get some go uh, mudding. No, we can't do that. <laughs> no, we can't do that, can we? Verse 21. Does not the potter have power over the clay? From the same lump to make one vessel for honor and another for dishonor? Remember again that the potter here is God himself, God the Father. He is the one who made us in his image. But because he has given us a free will, Timey, you'll like this part. This will help you preach to some of your friends. Because he has given us a free will, God has given us the power to make it possible, possible for man to choose honor or dishonor. He never forces us. The fault is never with God, but always with man. Jesus died on the cross so that you may have an abundant life, but he never forces you to accept it. It is by your free will you come to Christ. God is not to blame simply because he gives man the power of choice. And man chooses the way of dishonor. But Christian, that speaks to us as well. What do you choose? Do you want to be a vessel of honor? Or do you just want to be a vessel of dishonor? Now, we've heard it preached some ways that God sometimes makes you, some people into China and some people into everyday wear. We've heard those sermons before. But in this case, God's actually letting us have the choice. Do we want to be vessels of honor? Or vessels of dishonor? Do we want to be used of God? Or do we just want to be put in the back of the cabinet someplace and never used? Lorraine's been after me to put some things away in the kitchen that we don't really use. We've got all these water bottles and hot cups, and we've graduated to the better hot cups and stuff. We should probably just have a uh, a giveaway sale, but uh, we haven't done that. And so I figured, oh, we had cleaned out the cabinet over the uh, refrigerator. I'll move all that stuff above the fridge. And now all this stuff that's sitting on the counter that we use all the time can go in the cabinet. Oh, that. And so Lorraine came home and she, what's different about that over there? And so I said, well, I did what you've been wanting me to do. You know, I made her happy. 
Once in a while, men, you've got to make your wife happy. Get something done on the to-do list, you know? And with our fridge, that's a pretty long way to get to the cabinet. What do you choose, though? Are you going to choose honor? Come on. That's why we were praying this morning after we sang that song. That song moved us to prayer because it was saying, have your own way, Lord. Have your way in our church. Because you know what? If we don't let God have his way, he'll never grow it. Because he's the one who builds the church. He's the one who adds to the church daily those who will be saved, but he, he's got to have vessels of honor who will be used to tell people about Jesus. And now I, made, I mentioned it before, but I want us to look at it again. At salvation, God makes us into a new creation. How do I know that? Because I read it in 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Because we are saved by the blood of the Lamb. Amen? Did you notice there? All things have passed away. Why are you carrying around the old stuff anymore? Why are you putting yourself down because of the mistakes you made when you were young? Come on. Just a second for those who are watching by TV. Hold on, I gotta do something for the folks here. They replaced our bulb in our, uh, our uh, overhead and they didn't put the right bulb in so they couldn't see. Now can you see? Which vessel do you wanna be? Okay? People were squinting. The cool thing is, when we get a little extra money, we're going to add some new lighting here so that those lights don't have to be so bright, and then the lighting here will be, make me, you know. And so, um, as soon as my son designs it all, we'll have it. <laughs> He's looking at me, oh, come on! <laughs> I'm just picking on him this morning. He was, he was such a big help to me yesterday, so I'm just picking on him today. As soon as you accept Jesus into your heart, the Holy Spirit transforms you into a new creation. Old things are passed away. That's talking about what we were before salvation, but why are you dragging everything around that you were forgiven of? Come on, that one thing that they put, you put yourself down for, listen, if God has forgiven it, why don't you forgive yourself? And if God doesn't remember it anymore, why do you keep on throwing it back in your own face? Let go of it. My word, why are you dragging the old man around? It's going to get pretty stinky pretty soon. Let go and let God. Jesus says it's all been washed in the blood. And when you got baptized, it was like it was washed away, and we pulled the plug, and it went down the, the, the old man went down the drain. Come on. He says, Behold, all things have become new. The old is no longer usable. 
The old is no longer usable what you used to be. So let go of them. With everything given to us now by Christ as new, that is what we should hold on to and let the Lord shape your life. Think about it. Everything that God has given to you new, use it. All right. Hal's been wanting to have steak. They haven't been making him steak at the, over at the place that he likes. He wants steak on the grill. He wants Timey to drag out the grill and make him steak on the grill. No, wait a second. The old way for Timey to do it would be drag out the grill from the garage and get it going and freeze while she's outside. But no, 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 no. God has given her an indoor grill. A smokeless indoor grill to use. Now, but Timey doesn't want to use the new that God has given her. She's going to go out and use the old and freeze herself, her feet off, right? I almost said something else and I would have gotten in trouble. Um, and so she would have gone outside and did it. No, Tiny knows. All things, old things have passed away. I'm not using my outdoor grill until it's hot, Father. And because I don't want to heat up the house, Father, then. But I'm going to use the new thing. And so she gets out her, her indoor grill, smokeless grill, and she makes him the best steak he has ever had. I mean, in fact, he's sitting there at the table drooling because he can smell it and can't wait for her to get it off the grill and give it to him. Give me my steak. Why? Because the new is better than the old. Now, here's the other thing. She could have gone to Connell. She could have got one of those steaks that they sometimes start selling and, and the butcher didn't get out of the case and it's now green. She could have grabbed that, grabbed the, the old steak and brought it and opened up the package and stunk up the house, right? And said, Father, doesn't this look good? And he says, I want a new steak. I want something that looks good, right? But we do that to ourselves all the time. We don't realize God has made all things new in our life when we accepted Jesus Christ. Stop doing it by the old way. Do it by God's way. It's new. It's fresh. That's why he made us born again. We are new creations in Christ. Grab a hold of the new thing and let go of the old Jody. Don't let people put you down anymore. That was the old Jody. You're the new Jody. Old things have passed away. You've got to start telling the devil, the old Jody passed away a long time ago. Get out of my face. I don't have to listen to you. God's forgiven me, and he's forgotten about it as far as the east is, the, is to the west. He has put it in his sea of forgetfulness, so I'm not listening to you because I don't believe you. Old stinky devil. Right? God has made it possible for you to have a great life. I don't care what's going on in your life right now. You might be losing your home. God has still made it possible for you to have a great life. Come on. He says, I will restore what the canker worm has taken from you. Apply that. I don't know how God's going to do it. I'm losing my home. I don't know how God's going to do it. But if they take your home, 
Know that God's going to restore your home. And your new home is going to be better than your old home. It won't, probably won't be leaky. Probably won't cost as much to heat. Right? Won't have mice running around. You, you know? Remember in the old church one day. No, it wasn't here. It was my first church in Maine. All of a sudden, somebody saw a mouse. Now, now this is back in the 80s. You know, somebody saw a mouse. I said, well, that's okay. We, our church is so great, we even have church mice. Because, you know, some of us, when we were growing up, there was a story we had to read in school about the church mice, right? They don't read that in school anymore because it's about church. But we didn't even have church mice. And you know, somebody took care of it. We just prayed and they disappeared. They moved out. And somebody went around the building and tightened it all up again. And uh, that was a good thing. But God's made it possible to you to have a great life. But it starts, however, with you accepting Jesus into your heart as your Lord and Savior. And then allowing God to mold you into the person he knows you can be. Can you say amen? Will you allow God to mold you into the person that you can be, that he has designed you for? Just say to the Lord, have your own way. Lord, I want everything you want me to have. That's a dangerous prayer, but I encourage you to pray it. Lord, have your way in my life. I want everything that you want me to have. And I will follow you wherever you lead. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this word today. Lord, I pray that everyone here who's been listening to this will be encouraged, Lord, to allow you to have your way in their lives. You are the potter. And Lord, help us to, re to remember always that we are just the clay. Lord, we do want you to have your way in our lives. Lord, we do want to have everything you want us to have. Lord, we do. We want to follow you and know your purpose for our lives. And Lord, be used by you the way you've always imagined us to be. Lord, we yield to you this morning. Have your own way, Lord. Have your own way. And Lord, make us into vessels of honor. Use us, I pray. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You prayed that prayer with me and you believed that prayer with me this morning. Expect some great things to happen. Amen. And then you who haven't asked Jesus into your heart, if you haven't asked him yet, what are you waiting for? He wants to make you new. He wants to give you a second chance at life. You can let go of all the mess that you made of your life and see it all transformed. All you have to do is pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Thank you, Lord, for dying for me. Thank you, Lord, 
that you've given me hope because you rose from the dead. Lord, I want you. Lord, I need you. Make me into that new creature. I need that second chance, Lord. Thank you for forgiving me for the mess I've made, the sins I've committed, and thank you, Jesus. You've wiped them all away. I love you, Jesus. Thank you for saving me. Amen. Do you believe the words you just prayed? Welcome to the family of God. The prayer didn't save you. It was believing in the one you were praying to. Amen. We're so glad that you could join us this morning here at New Life. Uh, we will come to you again Wednesday. Um, we're in Matthew 24 and Matthew 25 for the next few weeks as we're studying the book of Revelation. Well, what does Matthew 24 and 25 have to do with anything? Well, it's the timeline of where we are at in the last days. And so we started actually in, verse, in chapter 23 this last week. But um, come and join us on Wednesday at 6 o'clock. And then, of course, every Sunday morning at 10.30, you'll find us here on YouTube and Facebook Live. And then, of course, on Facebook Live, look for me every day, and you can join me for a coffee break. But you know what? The easiest way to do that is make sure that you um, like our Facebook page and sign up for alerts. And every time I come on for coffee break time, it'll go ding or whatever your phone's got set up, and you'll know it's time for coffee break. And so um, there are several people who love to get together and get into a little bit of the... So we don't go long. It's a coffee break, folks. It, it, it's, it's like Tiny said. Pastor, it's kind of like you're giving them an appetizer to get them into the Word for the rest of the day. Do you like that? Appetizer. We were trying to figure out coffee break appetizer. I'm going to work. Don't get to use it. So praise the Lord. We will see you next time. Remember, the best way to join us is come in if you can. If you live in the tri-state area, come join us in person, 6 o'clock on Wednesday, 10 o'clock on Sunday mornings. You'll be our honored guest, and we'd love to have you. Also, I encourage you to come next week. I almost forgot to tell you. We got Bishop David Kemp coming this week preach next week and he's going to bless your socks off i encourage you to come and uh be with us in person i don't know if he's going to jump on the piano or what he's going to do or maybe we can get um his wife sanja to sing Ooh, you don't want to miss that kind of stuff so i encourage you to come next week at 10 o'clock and at least be in church for that otherwise we'll see you at 10 30 next week god bless you for now 1021 South Center Street. Remember that 1020. It's just at the end of the airport road here in Wapiton. It's easy to find. Okay, God bless. See you next time.